It's our whatever number episode it is, and we're excited to be here. I'm excited. Woohoo! I yeah. love this number. <laughs> this whatever number. It's number whatever. Uh, yeah, this is the role report where we play D&D and do other silly things and uh, occasionally interview people. And thanks for joining us on this adventure. Uh, my name is Colin. I am the DM of this whole shindig. I use he and they pronouns and... I am joined by my wonderful Heroic Trio. Hello, Heroic Trio. Hello. Hello. Uh, let's do our little introductions. We're going to go this way. Oh. You can't see which way I'm pointing because it's an audio medium. But it's a it's tricky way. I am the chosen one. <laughs> this is Ben. My pronouns are he, him. Thank you all for being here. Who do you play? Oh, uh, I play the character known as Talus, currently known as Yorick. The, the old salty sailor of the seas. Still in the, yes, you still are. Yes. 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 Hi, my name's Kaya, and I use she, they pronouns, and I play Rivulet Starfish. Hello, I'm your favorite. I use all your favorite pronouns. <laughs> and my name is Fenner. <laughs> uh, and I don't actually talk like that. Oh. <laughs> um... <laughs> I play dear Galen, a human. So dear. He's Very so dear. dear. A human with he, him pronouns who was raised by the octopi. And very dear. Yeah, he's a good soul. Good, he's a good dude. He's I a mean, golden guy. Yes, yes. I, yeah, very. <laughs> he's a good lad. He saves my life, you know. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm at some point gonna use an episode three to work on a Scottish accent. It's gonna be horrible and you're all gonna be inflicted with it. Oh, no, look, I'll make you a chart. It's really easy to do. We can have a little phonetic chart. To see who's as well. Dialectical chart. Just a dialectical chart for you. I was figuring I'd just like channel. Terrible Scottish accent. Channel the guy. Terrible Scottish accent. Sometimes be a good Irish one. Oh. Because he doesn't say a lot either and he's like. There's a Scot. And our flag means death. Yeah, the like, what's his name? The first mate dude, the one, who, the only one who actually seems to know how to steer the ship. <laughs> uh, anyway, let's do a quick recap. Oh, so, uh, where the fuck are we? Last time you all left the magic shop in the second ring as Rivulet became bored and <laughs> no one noticed anything unusual at all as you left. Your gondola pilot, Rill, and his friend learned about Rivulet's sister's upcoming wedding and you made your way to the inner ring, observing the grand wizard towers, rich merchant houses, and simple open waters of the elite of the city. You were then taken to a small jetty outside the entrance to the Collegium of Mages, which is a small, square, four-story tower that absolutely reeked of magic to Rivulet and Yorick. While Galen focused on the many nearby food vendors around the plaza, Rivulet recalled some of the history of the Collegium, as Yorick also cast Detect Magic, which revealed a giant powerful source of conjuration magic from the top of the building, uh, along with different abjuration magic from the giant sigils on the plaza. You also, in this way, sort of learned about the various colors uh, that were associated with the different schools of classical magic that I'm not going to go over right now. Oh. You should have been taking notes. I did take notes. Ah. Detailed Ooh, notes. Nice. They're color-coded. Oh, those notes are I'm amazing. I'm like that kid in elementary school <laughs> with, that took notes in multiple colors. That's how oh, yeah. my notes look. It's Great. I'm glad amazing. somebody's doing yeah, their homework. I'm on this. I'm on this. <laughs> I, I love doing it. I got you. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, uh, you did learn about the, this, the color spectrum uh, indicated by the various mage, uh, mages' robes and things. 
You then entered the tower and you met Betty the Bugbear receptionist who rules the lobby with an iron paw. <laughs> Rivulet posed as a prospective student with Galen as her companion slash bodyguard and after filling out paperwork was given a tour by Gregory the satyr. Yorick and your sea elf friend Alistair attempted to gain access using an illusion of a conjuration mage they had spoken to, but <laughs> this spell Failed. was quickly seen through by Betty and her possibly magical spectacles, <laughs> leaving Yorick wondering what else she might be able to see with them. Yorick then revealed the truth of the party's business in the Collegium. What was that again? Oh, uh, we are trying to find... The name of the person to whom the crate of zombies was mailed. And we got an answer for it, too. Love that note check. Yes, you're trying to find Professor Earth from the shipping label. Right. Uh, Betty agreed to let you search the records office in immense extra-dimensional space on the third floor. You managed to locate a strong lead, a Professor Raider Alpenstrength of the Illusion College. And also quickly casting detect thoughts while Alistair distracted Betty revealed to Yorick that Betty does not like this professor very much and thinks he doesn't represent the Collegium very well. And then everyone uh, reconvened as Betty led you all to the fourth floor. A large open room with a transparent roof, big stone portal, and a control panel of some sort. As Betty opened the portal, you all realized that the Collegium and its towers are in fact located on the astral plane anchored to an asteroid. And that is where we are now. Uh, Still so caught cool. in our web of lies, <laughs> pretending not to know each other. <laughs> yes, technically. Right. We have at we the moment. T- tangled web, right. Uh, yeah. so, so you, at least we're well-fed. Right. Well-fed. Uh, so you all, you're all in this large transport room. Galen and Rivulet Gregory is kind of like trying to slightly nudge you out of the way a little bit. Uh, Alistair is just like staring through the portal, fascinated. Uh, and Betty is sort of waiting there. Um, but you see just this, you know, a circular slice of air has disappeared and been replaced with this portal into the astral. Um, does being close to the stars enhance my um, star druid capabilities? Interesting. Uh... <laughs> No. Do I feel anything by being closer to the star? Uh, make a wisdom check. I was gonna say only you can answer that. Um, what do I? This one? Yeah, that plus your wisdom. No. Oh! <laughs> no. Oh, we should have warmed up these dice. Right. Exactly. I think we didn't roll. That was a nat one. This started. one's broken. <laughs> at some at some point, you know, did, I don't know. Sometimes That's dice so seem tragic. to have strong opinions about who uses them. Uh, no. It, as, as you look through this portal, you you like you feel just the sort of the normal awe-inspiring majesty of looking into the astral and seeing this beautiful silvery space uh, occasionally punctuated by objects drifting through it but nothing magical well I'm I'm still really pissed off and in a hormonal teenage rut because I got dissed <laughs> by the lady so that's that's why mm-hmm. yep mm-hmm. Uh, my excuse for everything Gregory does not notice at all <laughs> He's just kind of standing there like, um, yes, and you see that uh, through the portal is where you would actually be taking classes and trying to continue playing up his tour guide. Galen, how, what, what are you doing in this moment? How do you, what does it feel like for you seeing this amazing astral space on the other side of a portal? 
It actually takes me back to the first time, uh, my earliest memory, being in the water, looking up at, at the sky and thinking, I can't breathe like all these people around me. And then <laughs> coming up into, into the air and being like, oh, I think this is where I'm supposed to be. Um, because as you know, I was raised by octopuses who, you know, oddly enough, they, uh, they saved me. But that's all besides the point. I just am having like a really deeply personal moment. Uh, I would mm -hmm. say staring into this different plane and thinking about planes of existence laying on top of each other like water and air. Exactly like water and air. Um, Yorick. I am peering across the asteroid. The towers are on the asteroid. Yeah, you uh, make a perception check. Okay. Oh, terrible. Terrible perception check. That is a two. So Not what, very good at perceiving. Yeah. Never have been. <laughs> I mean, what you can see, I, I think you are, you can all sort of make an, a rough guess of what is on the other side. Because you can see um, sort of a, a several pathways leading to several different towers. Mm, okay. um, and each of them seems to have some sort of like magical aura around it or something, uh, bits of color and like uh, clear magical, what do I want? What's the word I want? I don't know. Uh, sparks and flashes and flares of light. Mm. And it looks like, you know, the, the portal would face sort of half of this circle. And so you're like, oh, I can, you know, I can see three to four of these towers. There's probably enough. And there's, and the, if you were to maybe go through the portal the other side, you would see mm -hmm. the other way, if that makes sense. Okay, well, I'm trying to find the illusion tower, which is an iridescent bluish violet. See how good my notes are? Yeah. Oh, and then, and then as, uh, as I'm spacing out into my, like, deep self-contemplation, um, I hear... Somehow I hear this. You hear my thoughts? There are thoughts. And then I want to roll a perception check. Sure. Can I do that? Yeah, go for it. <laughs> Wait, how do you hear us pop? <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> Seriously, don't roll that dice anymore, people. It's broken, I told you. That's insane. I was like, surely. I just used that one again yesterday, luck, yesterday I swear. I want to use my luck thing. So far I feel we like rolled three dice. It. And it's been a one, a two, and a one. So it's doing great so far. Uh, Galen, as you look through, all you can think about is is the octopuses, <laughs> and and there and in fact, there's like a little brief swirl of sort of silvery clouds going by. Like, is that an Herman? octopus shape? Yeah, it looks exactly like Herman. Yeah, he always <laughs> swam kind of. Is it like a little bit lopsided? Like he's sort. It's like it's sort of at a you diagonal, but still moving. <laughs> The octopus the in my body are... is like waving hello at that oh. octopus in the sky. Uh, Betty at this point is kind of like been standing there waiting and, and makes a bit of an impatient gesture. Um, are, so uh, I believe you and you two should go through. Um, if you can't see the Illusion College, just, you know, wait till the portal closes, go around. Uh, any, and if you need to uh, come back, um, find uh, another Betty. There's oh. another Betty. Well, there's, I mean... I, I can't really explain it uh, because it seems like a bit of a coincidence, but um, almost every tower should have at least one Betty. Well, that's very convenient. <laughs> we we get together on Saturdays for teeth. <laughs> that sounds delightful. Oh, and, and gossip a little bit, of course. You know, <laughs> I I'm sorry, I, I meant of course not. We're very professional. 
Gregory, I'm not sure this is the best time for a tour, um, a princess and a companion. Um, we uh, sort of a problem um, that we're these two uh, kind gentlemen are dealing with. Oh, is there any way that we can help? Ah, oh, you're so kind. That's a great idea. Yeah, I'd love to help too. I'm gonna say make a persuasion check. Either one of you with advantage or both of you independently. I I, well, I, wait, persuasion. wait, I have advantage. I got plus six. I have, oh, you have plus six? Yeah, I buddy. Plus six. Five, okay. Wow. The really persuasive charismatic kind of people. Guy. No wonder I'm so you taken know, by you. You know, octopuses are very sensitive people. Right, that's so true, that's so true. Hey, okay. 19. Getting somewhere. But uh, with advantage, so roll twice and take the higher of the two. Oh. Yeah. This one's yeah. kind. Could do even better. Rivulet is helping. Oh, wait, I have stuff that I can like up your advantage in things. What? Do we need that already? We already have advantage. It's a cantrip. Look, we got it. We already got okay. it. Save it. Save it. Uh, don't even save it. It's that <laughs> Cantrip, sorry. Well, okay. it's clearly going to be the first. So okay. Not that one. Not so, the that one. So we have uh, 19. 19. Oh, um, well, uh, yes, I, I suppose that would that would be, I, I don't know how much of a problem it is, uh, but um, uh, these two gentlemen have discovered that one of our professors might have uh, had these shipments of skeletons sent to his office. And we are trying to figure out what's going on with that. Whoa! <laughs> what? <laughs> That's what? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> make a deception check. <laughs> what? <laughs> Here, the, bo- you, the box oh, works yeah, too. Give me the box. the box. Just give me the this box. This is the problem. 14. Right. And then deception. Well, I get a plus four of that. So I got to say that's an 18, buddy. buddy. Highly deceptive. Highly deceptive motherfucker. Uh, yeah. Yeah. D- you super play it off. Super cool. Uh, yes. <laughs> uh, Benny just goes. Oh, uh, yes, it it is uh, quite a surprise. Um, well, if if you're offering, I guess then, uh, uh, sure. We'd certainly love to have any help we can get. We don't know about this Alpen strength fellow, but given that he's had skeletons and a zombie ogre mailed to him, I'm not certain I trust him entirely. Oh, um, yes, quite. It would be uh, most helpful to have a- another. Set two sets of eyes. In fact, um, uh, Betty's like, oh, um, oh, uh, okay then. Um, uh, well, you'll you'll go through the portal. Uh, the portal will close behind you. Don't worry about it. Uh, it's mere, merely a safety precaution to make sure that nothing just you know comes back through onto our side. Uh, wouldn't want to destroy the city accidentally with a dreadnought, would we? Haha. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not really a joke. Um, uh, it uh, actually almost happened once. Uh, but um, uh, any, like I said, the the other Bettys should be able to get you back here very easily. Um, and uh, I, I guess good luck. I'm I'm afraid I have to return to my own uh, lobby and and make sure that it continues running smoothly. Gregory, they seem fine. Yes, you've you've walked around with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah yes, yes. The the, the princess is uh, uh, yes, a very very keen eye for detail. Uh, very intelligent. Um, would make a wonderful addition to our student body. Uh, uh, your Majesty and. Bows slightly. Aww. What a sweetie. Thanks, both of you, Betty and Gregory, for all of your support and services. We'll, we'll be going through the portal now, shall we? Yes, yes. Uh, please, after you. All right. We're Geronimo! going through the portal. 
I leap through head first. <laughs> uh, make it dexterity save. <laughs> oh, I hurt myself. <laughs> uh, you try to do like a really cool dive roll oh, through, no. and then you realize on the other side is like a few steps and sort of like awkwardly fall down the steps as you try to roll. <laughs> uh, Alistair follows you a moment later, and Galen and Rivulet, as you two step through, uh, Gregory gives you a little nod, Betty gives you a very small bow. Um, as you step through, you can just sort of feel the portal close behind you. Rivulet puts her nose up at um, Betty and kind of gives her a stiff shoulder and sweeps by. Um, You hear this like little, I'm sorry, as it closes. (laughs) Um, So as you... As you step through and look around, uh, you can see a little more clearly because the the portal behind you sort of uh, vanishes and becomes just an empty stone circle. So you can see you are roughly in the center of eight towers, and little paths lead from the portal to each of them. Above you is the silvery space of the astral sea with little magical lights, small shapes appearing into the silver clouds, distant, slowly tumbling asteroids, and somewhere very, very far away, you can just sort of see the edges of some sort of immense shape. Not really humanoid, but maybe? And drifting slightly away from your perspective as you all stand for just a moment and watch. And as you begin to focus on the Collegium itself, you can see that each tower is similar, but unique in its own way. Banners of the appropriate color hang beside the ground level entrance, embroidered with the sigil of that particular school. And some of those different sort of signifiers of that magic. So the Abjuration Tower has very prominent glowing wards surrounding it. The Necromancy Tower just seems to have this constant flood of spirits and other sort of ghostly spectral figures just swarming around it. And so on. Creepy. (laughs) (laughs) Alistair kind of looks around and, and gestures and you see one of them does have the Illusion School sigil and those same sort of iridescent banners hanging right next to it. And as you walk closer, um, it looks kind of from the outside like this tower just goes up forever. Uh, But a very obvious illusion. As soon as you get 10 feet closer, it begins to appear more of an actual tower. Uh, About 100 feet high, granite, uh, round tower, and windows on most of the floors that seem like they move occasionally. Even just watching them, like one will sort of like close and disappear and be replaced by blank stone and reappear 20 feet to the left or actually move across the face of the tower and seems to be following some sort of magical impulse. The outside of it has a fantastical collection of all of the flora and fauna of the archipelago erupting from crevices at impossible angles, creatures and plants from every known island making strange homes Ah! and very unlikely friendships. It seems pretty clear that the most sophisticated illusionists known in the world have collaborated and built this very extravagant, elaborate illusion around the tower itself. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I had to get it on this animal sound. Yeah. 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 Um, the main doors as you approach are this sort of tall, imposing oak doors with runes and sigils and various metals inlaid into it. They sort of creak open. You can see the inside. There is a lobby area immediately in front with a receptionist desk. And you see that beyond them is an opening into a larger, possibly circular room. 
uh, and there are hallways both left and right. Is Betty there? There is someone sitting at the desk as you approach who immediately again, like wearing small spectacles, clocks you. There is a brass nameplate that says Betty, but this Betty is a gif. Uh, This is a large hippopotamus person. Mm. So they have, they're um, about eight feet tall. Galen, they are bigger than anyone I think you have seen except and even including Vec just by virtue of being so much more massive, like same height, but like wide and built uh, sort of a... Posturing hypothetical hippopotamus type person. They might, you might say it was all of those things. But yeah, like, you know, little ears, a bit of a bristle uh, and the face that sort of sticks forward and um, surprisingly delicate fingers, at Ooh. least for like a big, massive being. But knowing all this and this person waiting for you, uh, how would you like to proceed? Mm. Do I try my illusion again? It failed horribly on the last Betty. Mm. <laughs> Uh, maybe. Mm. Okay, I, I'm going to copy Gregory uh, with my minor illusion. Okay. Um, so Gre- Gregory's walking in with us to, you know, give us street cred. Yeah. Can't remember how his voice sounded exactly, but, you know, I'll fake it. Sure. This went terribly before. Yeah, I know, but it already happened. I created a Gregory. You know, <laughs> that's, it's in the past. Just accept him, okay? I, I, He's part I will, of the gang now. I will say that as you that this happens sort of as you guys are approaching the main doors, you look over and suddenly uh, Yorick, the person you know as Yorick, is not there anymore. Uh, and you see this, you see what looks like Gregory. Oh, sorry. No, I'm not turning into Gregory. I'm oh, creating making... a minor illusion of Gregory. Aha. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Right. Gotcha. Gregory, he's, uh, before we walked in the door, sure. a new Gregory sure. joined us. Okay. Uh, so yeah. We, Charming little satyr. Gregory, I thought you were leaving. Oh, well, uh, I, I Gregory, thought, I, I thought you I were thought leaving. I'd come along, you know, it's, I felt like, you know, the tour was going so well. I should just, I should just, you know, continue the tour. <laughs> I, I enjoyed squiring you about the college tremendously. Don't worry about me. Don't mind me. <laughs> I'm just a little guy. You look over, you see Alistair's just kind of like raising his eyebrows like, um, yes, uh, yes, I'm quite glad we have Gregory with us. Hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm over here just kind of shaking my head, frowning a little bit. You know, the more the merrier. More friends is never bad. Unless they're so shallow, they're non-existent. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to just say, unless Why there's only one bottle Gregory? of whiskey, but he's, he's so charming. Um, I would say Rivulet and Galen, both of you can make an investigation check as you enter the building, if you would like. Um, investigate. Investigate. Eleven plus a minus one. I got a ten. Which is one less than my passive. Uh, Well, at least you get a plus one. Seems, seems pretty real. Seems like Gregory maybe just decided at the last minute to, to hop through the portal after you guys. It definitely, it, it's, it, whatever's happening, it's very convincing. All right. Compelling um, Gregory. Yeah. Yeah, very compelling Gregory. Um, so uh, do you all enter the building with uh, with pseudo Gregory? It's got to be a good portmanteau for that. I don't know what it is. Uh, Gregory pseudo walking nearby. Gregory. And you see... Um, this large Gregory. gif, uh, also Greg named Turi. 
Gratuity. Yeah, that's pretty nailed good. it. <laughs> uh, as you approach, um, Betty the GIF uh, looks down from her great height at everyone and goes, uh, "Welcome to the Illusion School. My name is Betty. How can I help you today?" Well, Betty, uh, it's very pleased to meet you uh, on this side in the Illusion School. We're uh, we're, we're looking for a professor. Yes, we're looking for a professor. We have a singing telegram to deliver. Please respond to our invoices. Somebody make a deception check with advantage. I honestly don't care. No! With advantage, with advantage. Yeah, Galen. I got I got plus four for deception. Okay, okay. I already rolled. Deceive away. No, no, you're a little no, princess. No, no, that didn't count. And also, we have advantage, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it was my idea. Oh. <laughs> Eight plus four is twelve. Twenty-one. Okay. There's worse rolls. I, I will. You can have advantage. See if you. Oh, not twenty, Ooh. baby. Galen Fucking is amazing. the lucky the motherfucker. Best singing telegram ever. It is. The best singing telegram. And like you guys, it, like you begin breaking into song and you see people in the lobby like stop what they're doing and like start gathering around you. Uh, and Betty is kind of like in a kind of odd way to see for an eight foot tall, massive hippo person, like kind of like bobbing their head along a little bit and like, oh, oh, oh yes, there's the invoices. There's, there's damn invoices. I have some dancing lights going on in the background. Mm, fuck yes. Oh yeah, yeah, you're kind of like shooting water out. <laughs> yeah, I, I get in us on this with more dancing lights. They're like illuminating Galen. Alistair like very awkwardly tries to start juggling next to you. Mm. Uh, actually, let's see. He just drops everything. He, like throws, like he's like, like <laughs> throws four objects in the air and just lets them all fall at panic once. Panic juggling. Yeah, absolute panic juggling. <laughs> As you finish this, uh, a few of the people nearby like toss a few gold at you. <laughs> like, I, I, I pay for that oh, telegram yeah. shit. That was great. That was the great. best singing telegram yeah. I ever fucking heard. Um, Add some uh, gold. I pick up the gold as I bow. Roll me, roll me a d10. I roll as you did. Okay. Yeah. How much gold do we get? Oh, what is this? Oh. Two. Ah. It's a two. It is a it is a, an assortment of silver. Two. Silver. Hundred. <laughs> silver. There's one gold piece and like almost twenty silver pieces. Yeah, it's about two gold. Okay. Great. Um, take it. Good we'll take tonight. it. Obviously, uh, we'll split it. As as you finish, uh, Betty just begins clapping. Uh, the, like this gold and coins come your way. Like everyone around kind of like starts clapping for a minute and then they all begin dispersing. She goes, that was great. That was, I, well, I, you know, I'll be sure to book your services when I would like to send a singing telegram. Uh, do, do you have a business card or, or some way that I can reach you? That was really exceptional. Oh, we're, uh, we're actually relocating, uh, Soon, so we're not taking any more gigs in the area at the moment. That's, sorry, I'm so sorry. That, well, that's you know, I'm sorry I didn't get in on the ground floor. Then uh, uh, do let me know when you have uh, reestablished your business. Ah, uh, now, uh, the, uh, <laughs> where did you say? Where did you say this was going? We're going to sing a very special telegram to Ray, Professor Raider Alpenstrength. Oh yeah, uh, prof the professor. Um, yes, that'll be on the uh, fourth floor. 
Um, and uh, to the right. Um, so um, there's a number of different ways. Um, she starts kind of like uh, gesturing a little bit and leads you kind of over towards this inner room. So what you can see is that the the left and right hallways are both any sort of ground floor offices and a stairway that begins leading up, sort of wrapping around the curve of the building. The center, um, as she leads you there, is just a big open column. Uh, it looks like it is sort of the the magical equivalent of an elevator shaft in that wizards are just flying up and down casually. A uh, few people on brooms that are moving. You see a couple people also just like vanish in a little burst of mist and reappear the floor down. But it's basically, you know, probably about a 60 foot diameter circle that just goes all the way up to uh, a sort of a transparent roof. 100 or so feet of just like a clear open area. And Betty goes, so you can uh, take the stairs if you'd like. Uh, we do sometimes have brooms available for visitors. Uh, they'd usually be in that little rack over there. Do you need anything else for me? Oh, you've been very helpful, Betty. I think we can take it from here. Uh, do you need a broom to use the magical elevator? Or can one just sort of step in and float upwards? Uh, well, uh, most of those wizards have, in fact, cast the fly spell on themselves. So oh, uh, right. if you don't know that, you might want a broom or something similar or the stairs. All right, then. Stairs it is, I suppose. <laughs> she returns to her desk uh, and you all begin walking up the stairs. As you guys ascend. Uh, um, yes. So our um, friend Gregory totally got away with the illusion in the illusion school. Uh, he is just kind of silently walking next to you. Um, just want to, just, you no, know, no, yeah, we're in an illusion school. Fair. Plenty of illusions walking around. He blends in with all the other illusions. <laughs> there, so, <laughs> yeah, one, illusion. of the, one of the assignments for the classes <laughs> is to make an illusion guy right. follow exactly. you around. Right. Um, until I you, love it. As you guys are going up the stairs, I would like everybody to make a perception check. All right, oh. perceiving. Perceive me! 20! Five. Woo! Oh. Fuck yes. Reveal it, perceives everything. Uh, Oh. I'm I'm going to mess it up. I'm going to mess this up for you all. Sorry. Five. Five. So as you go up, uh, Yorick, I think you're, again, like, there's another Betty. She's got her spectacles, and you're, like, still kind of stuck in your head a little bit about what those actually do and what she might see. Galen, I think this is, to you, just, like, it. there is so much happening, right? There is magic happening all over. There's people flying in that column that you can see every time you pass a floor and there's like I'm an open spot there. I'm just a simple guy. And it's, it's a little overwhelming. I'm um, just a brute force. Rivulet, I you, finally got over the diss <laughs> and now can think clearly. Now, <laughs> now that you're like, well, I'm never actually going to go to this school and what do I do to make sure like, you know, uh, uh, but yeah, like in the not worrying about Betty the bugbear uh anymore you you take in a lot more and actually like you and Alistair kind of I think have a very very almost the same perception and and like begin whispering a little bit as you go up um so you notice a number of things there are a ton of people lots of people around you also see that some of them are in fact illusory and of varying natures and varying skills there's a few um, even even you guys with with fives, but your you know your passive is not five; it's at least ten. Like there are absolutely trainee illusionists, like people that you're like, 
That's supposed to be a human, and it basically looks like a discolored blob about five feet tall in the air. There are uh, students practicing in the corridors. There are, you know, noises of uh, a lecture coming out of some different rooms. There is um, a practice room, it looks like, on at least one floor, and you see just like a gout of magical fire kind of like leap out of it and someone going, shit, 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 put it out, put it out. I think at this point also, you, Rivulet, look over and you realize this is an illusory Gregory. Mm. Um, it, like you, now, now that you're like taking a look at it and like comparing to some of the well-crafted illusions that, you know, better wizards have done, uh, is it like- Hurtful. Uh, better is the wrong word, more advanced. <laughs> if you, if you Different. would, if you would say that they were, had a level from one to 20, it might be that Greg, Gregory has been cast by a level three and some of these other illusions have been cast by levels in the double digits. Mm, mm, um, okay. now I feel less hurt. <laughs> uh, but, but although it is quite good. It, to you, it takes on a little bit, uh, almost like a see-through quality now that you know what you're looking for and you know how to how to spot it. And as you get up to the fourth floor, uh, you see, um, you know, about 40 feet down the curve of the hallway, a, a door that looks ostentatious compared to the ones around it, uh, as if either Ill illusions or actual craft has gone into it to make it stand out. And as you all approach that, you see it is, in fact, the office uh, of Professor Raider Alpenstrength. Uh, doors closed at the moment. And as you approach this, uh, there's not a lot on this floor. It seems like it's more faculty offices or something. Uh, there's a few people kind of across the uh, the open column from you, um, but like not a lot. I'd like to call a group huddle and create a plan for what, how we're going to deal with this fellow I know certainly uh, from reading the thoughts of First Betty, Bugbear Betty, that um, he's not very nice and he's been sort of drafting off the coattails of his father and rather not well regarded. And, you know, given that he's been having dead things mailed to him, I, I don't know how trustworthy he might be. So uh, everyone be on your guard. Does anyone have any thoughts about how to handle this situation? Um, I would like to have a little speech that we can do it and make huh? everyone feel better and have a advantage. What's the thing? Oh, you're going to make an inspiring a, speech? Yeah, I have an inspiring thing. Uh, I'm, inspi you're, I'm an inspiring being. Your, okay. your bardic inspiration or do you have a yeah, different Yeah, like one? a bard. Yeah, totally. Well, why do you look for that? Yeah, yeah. This is what I'm thinking. All right. This guy might be pretty messy. He might be pretty weird. He might be pretty messed up. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, he's probably pretty neat where he is, right? This is his place of business. I'd, I'd watch out for booby traps, or like uh, secret people watching out for him. You know, right. we, we don't know. Is he is a professor of illusion, so we know he's tricky. Right, yeah, that's don't all I'm saying. Um, I might be able to help. I've read many books about disarming traps. Oh, splendid. Do tell us. Uh, well, there was uh, Disarming Traps, number one. Uh, <laughs> and there was also, it's a three-part series. And there was also um, 101 Dungeon Traps and You. Um, <laughs> uh, well, I've, I've, I've read them. I suppose I haven't really um, tried yet. <laughs> well, academic knowledge is better than no knowledge at all. Uh, shall we check for traps outside? Also, are we going to politely knock on this door or just barge in and demand 
they answer our questions. Well, yeah, this is the thing I'm thinking. How did you feel about that off-the-cuff kind of singing telegram thing? Should we dig no, into that That's more? true. That Should did work wonders else? the night before, um, yeah. I feel I, like it's disarming and charming. And it's, right. It, it really worked. They were all very, very charming captivated. Charming illusionist. I like it. I, I, like I think it. I ought to, to perhaps work on my juggling or something. I, well, don't, hey, I don't really see. How about you test the waters? Go up, knock on the door. The idea is to say, have a singing telegram, and as a courtesy, we don't surprise you with it anymore because the last person died of a heart attack or something like that. Then you look, you peek around, peek into the room, see what you can see, and come back, and then, you know, then we'll give us the lowdown, and then we'll go up singing Okay, I, I like about the idea. invoices. <laughs> <laughs> and then when we get to the end of the phrase... We all, uh, I don't know. I don't know what to do once well, we're in there singing. Perhaps we keep winging it. We could, we could investigate the room for traps or any other evidence of okay. zombies, skeletons. I mean, should we subdue this guy and interrogate him? Are we like? I don't think we should go in with that as a plan. He might be more powerful than we think. Maybe Perhaps. the song is a, just a asking. and Maybe he'll sing along with us. <laughs> It's worth a shot. Uh, uh, princess, do you, you haven't weighed in. I just... I, I think you... that's the most brilliant idea I've ever heard. And I'm going to um, inspire you all <gasps> with uh, my praise. Oh! <laughs> you have two left for the next 10 minutes. So I'm going to say that that goes to these two. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So Yorick and Galen, you both oh. have a D6 for the next 10 minutes that can be added to an ability check attack roll or saving throw. All right, let's do okay, a bunch great. of stuff. Great. All right, so I'm I'm going to I'm going to knock and all right, um Alistair mm. kind of like steps up to the door and uh, I believe the three of you sort of like slightly duck out of sight against the curve of the wall is the plan and he um okay, one more and he I don't Just go inside. Just try the door. Try the door. It's locked. Oh, one moment. I can can do this. You see he like ducks down, pulls out a clearly very new set of like lock picking tools. Like like has to like remove the The magical wrap off of it and tucks it in his pocket. Like absolutely never been used. You know, octopuses are actually incredible lock picks, pick lockers, lock pickers. Mm. Should we ask my buddy? The fish? Let me give it No, the octopus hanging out in my hair. Oh, that's right. Let me just, uh, uh, perhaps next. I start like tickling the octopus, talking to it. Uh, In the old octopus way. uh, Make me a religion check, please. What? Religion check? Why a religion Mm -hmm. check? Just Galen? Just game. Nine. Um, <laughs> Why do I as you, as you, religion? as you, well, it is. Uh, uh, how's, how's your, in, religion. your intelligence? Try because to get it, it, it would be based clue. on your intelligence score. I don't have any. Yeah. What about your passing? Intelligence. Uh, so, um, Galen, you, uh, you start like trying to make little octopus noises that you remember, and you reach in and and uh, rivulet. You you feel your octopus like reach a few tentacles out of your hair to like interact again uh, with Galen. Galen, there's a moment, there's a a very quick moment when you swear you know what the octopus is saying, 
and you swear for a moment you hear a little, yeah, we're fucking great at picking rocks. <laughs> and then it's gone. And and it's just an octopus wiggling its tentacles. But there's there's this moment when you're like, as it touched you, you thought you understood it. Well, I was trying to see if he would pick the lock for yeah. us, you know. Well, he's at the moment just uh, giving you some like tentacle um, hand interaction as you tickle it mm. uh but alistair bends over his pulls out the brand new lock picks um after not a moment but like it it takes you you can see is like okay but i i'm like kind of talking to himself okay the first one goes there and then you lift and then the other one and like sounds like he's trying to remember instructions it, it takes a moment and then you hear a little click ah, i got it and they turns and the doorknob begins turning and he begins <gasps> Open the door. Um, so perhaps we all go in and then I'll shut this behind us and relock it. Ugh. What do we do? It, yeah, uh, everybody okay. yeah. go in quickly. Uh, quickly. Let's do it. So you all hustle into this office and he pulls the door closed and locks behind him. So why don't everybody make me a perception check in this room? In the darkness. You see a number of things. Uh, oh, I got an 18. Hey, I got an 18. So much perceiving going on. See, that's I was born to perceive. Much perceiving going on. Either doing great or doing horribly. There's like no middle ground. So as you look around, it's immediately, again, very ostentatious. You see a large... A wooden, like fine wooden desk, kind of like far too large for one person, facing the door with a big, what seems to be a mirror initially behind it, but window, excuse me, window behind the desk. Um, the walls both uh, have bookshelves. Um, there's a few tables with some sort of uh, knickknacks and um, various quasi magical implements or or bits of filigreed metal. Um, some, somewhere between art and functional sort of things to like put a hat or a wand or even a ring onto uh, some sort of like, jewelry stands. What was yours total? Seven. Seven. Um, so you you all notice also immediately the window is a not well done illusion. Yorick and Galen immediately are just like, oh, that is actually oh. like he did not <laughs> merit <laughs> he didn't merit an actual merit, window. Actually. <laughs> it's and you're just like I can just see through that to the wall. Um, Rivulet, you even are like, it's not right. There's like, like it should be. It's it's supposed to look like a forest, maybe, but like if you look at it, it's kind of blurry and out of focus. Is it and like AI type vibes? Like it's like I think it's like AI. It looks like it's supposed to look like a tree, but it's not really. It's like a tree. you told Dolly to make a blurry Ansel Adams photo of an alien landscape. Oh no. And then add moving images. So there's like blurry out of focus animals. Yeah. Uh that I think that is what you all immediately take note of. Rivulet starts playing with the who's its and what's its galore. <laughs> Uh, there, there's some really cool stuff. There's definitely like, um, you see a little contraption of balls that clack back and forth when you like drop them because those things are very silly and fun. And of course this kind of guy would have them in his office. There's like a number of other little like various fidgets of things. And, uh, yeah. She starts playing with the clanky thing until somebody distracts her from that. 
um, Alice was like, um, perhaps we, uh, uh, you can keep it going, but perhaps we should search a little bit more. Yeah, I'm going to detect magic and see if there's any other illusions that are concealing anything in the room. Are you casting or ritual casting? Um, taking an action or taking... I feel like we don't have all day, so okay. I'm going to cast it. Okay, Alistair is going to look around. Galen, what are you doing? Um, can I do a, a divine sense? Sure. Um, Celestial, fiend, or undead? Because I'm, I'm thinking... Maybe there's more zombies. There, maybe there's some zombies Ooh. here. Oh, okay. If this yeah. guy's sending zombies around, maybe yeah. he's got a little yeah. file cabinet of yeah. zombies there yeah, to pull totally. them out of. <laughs> um, so uh, I can use this feature five times. Yes, yeah. So you hold on to your amulet. Think about this moment. I, I, I feel like for you when you do uh-huh. this, like your the pupils and irises of your eyes change and become very octopus like oh yeah so yeah got, yeah like that cool sort of like the button effect going on yeah um so you do that and look around um i would say there is uh there there's like there's one book on a shelf that gives you uh, a little undead vibe there's there's no celestial or fiend or do you get is it fey as well in any case. We don't care about the face. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Uh, no, it's just Celestial Fiend Undead. So it, yeah, there is one one book gives you uh, a, a sort of undead necromantic mm-hmm. feeling. So um, I, I go grab it and okay. stop flipping through. Uh, Yorick, as you cast your Detect Magic, um, so <laughs> you, the area around you is almost kind of like blinding because mm. so many things are magic and you're in this mm. magical tower. But... Mm. In this room, you again are just like that fake window is just a obvious, badly obvious. done illusion. Right. Mm-hmm. You also get a a small ping of necromancy coming from bookshelf, and you see Galen walking over to the exact book that it's coming from. Okay. Any other secret illusion protections, fake walls, bookshelves with drawers hidden in them, etc. There is a little glow of little pulse of abjuration from the uh like bottom right desk drawer okay great and that that's all that you detect at the moment okay great i will go to that desk drawer and open it uh and that lasts for 10 minutes uh so rivia it's like you see stuff is happening like galen is like beelining for a bookshelf uh, Yorick like glows and you feel a little pulse of magic and then like goes to a desk drawer. Are you still clack clacking? Um, <laughs> well, I'm, I'm at the table with mm-hmm. the little clacky clack thing. And so I'm like noticing what's happening with the okay. drawer. Why don't you, as you're kind of like watching all this, why don't you give me an insight check? I'm really obsessed with this clackety it's clack like thing. Really fucking interesting. Really, really interesting. <laughs> I've um, never seen one of these before. Uh, Galen, yeah. you pull out a book, and it is like it's not necromancy for dummies. It is a more sophisticated version of that, but it is. Uh, like you actually don't even like the feel of this book in your hands being the paladin that you are like something about this magic is it feels oily and greasy and kind of unpleasant to you Um, but it it seems to be textbook a tome something containing necromantic magic smells weird too it does it smells 
Uh, what, what would octopus not like? It smells like something gross that octopuses shark. don't like. It smells, it smells like, like stainless shark. steel. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, fire. Dolphins. Fire. Yeah. Charcoal. Yeah. That's like yeah. dolphins. Dolphins. Ink. Smells like air. Orcas. <laughs> smells like raw air. It's that yeah. terrible air. Hello, fellow tradespeople. This has been, I hope you are enjoying this podcast as much as we are. If you are, please leave us a five-star rating on whatever podcast platform you are listening on. Also, go ahead and follow us on social media at The Roll Report Cast. Um, if you are feeling especially supportive and fancy and delightful, you can also support us on Patreon, which we would really love and appreciate. And... Um, you get all kinds of really fancy special bonus perks for doing that. All right, back to the show. Uh, so, <laughs> Yorick, you open this drawer. Mm-hmm. You see uh, a small piece of silver wire uh, that is broken, and the abjuration vanishes. Okay, so I just triggered a trap. It sounds like uh, make make an arcana check for me. Okay, low low DC, but okay, great. I have very high arcana bonus. Mm-hmm. It's a twelve. That honestly, that's enough. Like you, you know that this is a component from the alarm spell. Okay, okay. Um, and I think also, yeah. I so I th- I think with a twelve, you're you're sure that it's not going to blow up in your face right now, mm-hmm. but. Raider or whoever set this spell on this drawer Knows. has been alerted that it was opened. <gasps> okay. Okay. All right, everyone, I'm afraid ah. I wasn't very careful opening that drawer. We are probably going to have company shortly, so we probably want to finish this search and get out of here as quickly as possible at this point. Okay, I feel inspired to actually pay attention to what's going on, and um, I do an investigation. Sure. And get a six. Uh, you find (laughs) another really amazing kinetic sculpture (laughs) I'm just a teenager dirtbag baby (laughs) um, okay so wait was there anything else in the drawer yes okay there was because I want it Um, so (laughs) (laughs) Um, in this drawer there is a spell book Okay. Um, with like a you know a quick flip through it, it looks like it is maybe a couple things you might know, maybe some things that you don't know, and maybe a couple things that might even be like beyond your current grasp of magical knowledge. Mm-hmm. Um, Steal it. And I will. I'm Steal going it. to remember that that is a thing and detail it. Okay. Great. Yep. I take it. Great. <laughs> Anything this else? This is mine that? now. I mean, Sorry, should, wait. Jump. I need some advice, y'all. Should I take this crazy oily? Yeah. Yeah. Necromancer. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, okay. I mean that's that's gotta be. I just don't know decision. how to read so well. If it's like creepy. Oh, I know. can read just. But there could be some other important clues that he has like hidden in it or something. So, Alistair's also kind of been like looking at various things. You see him; he's ha- got a little notepad out and like occasionally writing notes, and uh, is also going through some of the other parts of the desk. And he, at this point, kind of looks over and he goes, um, "Just so so we all know, um, Braid is sort of um, an ass." A large one, um, very insecure, and I think this office very much reflects that. Um, and he starts kind of walking along the bookshelf. Um, he wrote that one. 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 He wrote, well wrote. I say probably hired a ghostwriter or something, and um, they didn't sell. 
well or at all, and and most critics sort of um, poo-pooed them, to say the least. Um, very odd, this. And as he moves over to the desk and looks, uh, you see he actually like looks down into that same drawer, and as you pull the spellbook out, taps on it, and there's like a little bit of a hollow sound. Mm. He like looks around in it and pulls up sort of the bottom of the drawer and pulls out a few more papers, and he spreads them out on the desk. So everyone can take a look. And as you... (laughs) It does look like he has been, at the very least, practicing necromancy, which is not, you know, not the worst thing, but it seems like he did not want people to know about it. And you also see that the last page of this uh, is, in fact, um, what looks like a shipping manifest. Or, uh, or sort of an invoice. <gasps> and it is for... Uh, but it seems to exactly correspond to the crates that All came five crates. off of your ship. Or, or or another one similarly, but that number of crates. A, a smoking magical finger. We've caught him. We know he's a baddie now for sure. Oh, I've yeah, heard this that expression before. Baddie. I thought it was a smoking magical... Wand? Um, Finger is better. Right. Well, we don't know how to cast his spells. Like a cigarette butt. Anyway, whatever. Not getting caught up on that. He's a baddie. We've got the evidence. We should take it back to Vec. Yes. She'll know what to do. Let's go to Vec. Uh, You all begin, like, heading out of this office. uh, And you see um, Alistair kind of pulls it close behind him and pulls out his tools and begins uh, fiddling with it again. I don't think that's yeah. important. No time for but, that. <laughs> but, it was locked before. You would know someone. She's already knows. Can't yeah, you just twist knows. the thing from the inside and shut it? We got to make our guess. No, but that's a brilliant in. idea. We, someone should invent that in this <laughs> world. Um, <laughs> as you d- turn away, uh, <laughs> as you turn away and begin uh, retreating down the hallway towards the the stairwell, you see. Uh, one figure approaching. It looks like a medium height elf, but looks very old and and sort of uh, insofar as it's hard, easy to tell with an elf, which not always easy. Um, looks looks female probably uh, and looks old. Um, looks like whatever, however long they've been around, they're very old, and they're kind of wearing this uh, drab jumpsuit and. Um, carrying a broom, uh, and as they walk closer, you. Uh, oh, ha- ha- hello, uh, dearies. Um, uh, what bring brings you to the tower? And and oh, we're delivering. Kind of awkwardly um, sweeps the stairs. A telegram. Oh, singing telegram. It's our last day before we go into uh, retirement. A singing a telegram. Um, in- in- interesting. Well, who were you delivering it to? Um, I can't actually remember the name now. It's lost on me. And it's uh, confidential. Who was it? I can't reveal that, I'm afraid. It's Uh, very secret information. Everybody make a deception check. Oh, nine plus three at 12. Oh, okay. 15. Oh, 16 plus four is a 20 by eight. Okay, so the worst one we got was a 12. Okay. Uh, you see this this person sort of nods. 
Oh, I don't, well, that seems very normal. <laughs> um, <laughs> hmm. Um, uh, what was that one doing at, at the professor's door? Uh, okay, at this point, my Gregory illusion is going to like make a really loud squawk <gasps> and just run down the hall in the yes, other direction. Gregory. Sure. Yeah, uh, Gregory squawks and, and begins running. Uh, oh, uh, um, must have eaten something. Uh, something else was just like really awkwardly like in front of the door. And this person goes, was that the, the young man from... Something is very, very wrong. I'm not sure if I like this. Well, we have to be going now. We've got a lot of important <laughs> songs to sing uh, today. Goodbye. A lot, lot of really important people that All need right. songs. Keep, keep your voices warm, uh, crew. Please. Come on. La, 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 You all are singing awkwardly. You all just like sidestep around this person and keep going. Um, everybody give me an investigation check as you go. Uh, you, you kind of, so that he's sort of like this person that I'm standing in the middle of this. 13. Flat 17. Dirty 20. Um, mm, uh, Rivulet and Yorick, you, you get close enough. Um, you, as you look, there is, there's a moment when, when this seems like a thing and then you look past and this is very much uh, a, a disguise, a decently done magical disguise but underneath it, you see a a taller human man. Looks pretty beefy, uh, like not not Galen strong, but like definitely seems to probably to work out. And uh, sort of like uh, a big big nose and uh, a mustache and like very pointy goatee is looking out at you. And as you all keep walking. Uh, I cast fog. <laughs> Once again, like the, the rivulet summons a, a, a piece of her innate magic, a fog cloud out from you in and all directions. Uh, <laughs> as fast as I can. You hear behind you just go, did you break into my office? That's fucking rude. <laughs> um, and you hear... Do uh do any of you speak abyssal? No, I only speak. I just speak primordial. Draconic. Yeah. Okay. You hear this sort of like weird hissing sounding language. Uh, do you all follow Rivulet? By the way, like you can't necessarily see. Just fog happened, and then there's a sense of movement as Rivulet started running. Uh, after uh, after we get a safe distance away, uh, so I do follow Rivulet, and then I want to cast sleep on him. Okay. Uh, as you burst out the other side of the fog cloud, are you also following? Oh, I totally follow. Okay. I almost thought maybe I should also uh, bring in some uh, marine layer action, but I don't think. Okay. I don't think she needs it. Uh, you so you burst out of this fog cloud, um, and you hear a little more of this strange hissing language from back behind you, and as you bolt towards the staircase you see pools of shadow 
from the edges of the uh, of the door and of the stairway begin pooling together on the floor and growing into a strange, shadowy spirit that looks at you with a blank black face, opens a huge, unhinged black jaw and shrieks. Nope, nope, nope. And everybody roll initiative. Woohoo! Glorious battle! Tried so hard. Wait, did my sleep spell go off before we got into combat? Uh, yeah, so I, I think as you burst out of the cloud, looking back, cast this spell, and as you turn to keep running, begin see this shadow, shadow begin growing. You guys were casting it about the same time, so that's how I will resolve that. Great. Right, and let's get those Running away. initiative rolls. Ooh, I rolled an 18. 18. 14. 14. Oh my gosh, what number is it? 14. 14. Plus, plus your initiative bonus. Oh. Plus four. So Where that's an 18 my, oh, as well. Yeah, 18, bro. Right, but you rolled an 18. Uh, no, no, I had a 17 plus one. Okay. Oh, what's my okay. initiative? Your bonus is there. Oh, so I'm 16. Yeah. Actually. Okay, that's pretty high initiative. A good start. Yeah, good start. 16? Rafter, good start. Okay. Um, so you guys are running towards the stairwell trying to get out of this building. Uh, you burst out of the fog cloud. Yorick looks back, sends a sleep spell flying, and as you look forward, you see this uh, strange, shadowy creature growing out of the shadows. But Yorick casts sleep. So what does your sleep spell look like? Is it anything anything extra special and cool? Uh, well, I'm flinging it pretty quickly, but I'm definitely firing it with the hand with my magical focus ring on it. And I like take a moment to like focus across the ring as I zoom it precisely at the location where I believe the person is on the other side of the, the fog cloud. <laughs> I think because the because the whole building sort of curves a little bit as you get out of that twenty feet, I think you have at least a little bit of window. So roll me some sleep dice. Yeah, okay. He doesn't even D8. get to save. Yeah, right. No. Exactly. Uh, okay, let's see. How do I do this on the... Okay, uh, yeah. Have, here we go. I have plenty of D8s if you want. But I think five D8s. I'm going to have the computer do my math. 24. 24. Oh, he he has... He, you, you can surmise that he does have more hit points than that because there is oh. a moment... There's just a moment. You see he's dropped the illusion. So, Galen, you see this now, too, uh, where this elderly elven woman was is a like tall burly human man for just a moment sort of like leans against the wall and hey you didn't get my afternoon nap today but no 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 you get this is you guys broke into my office yeah Um, (laughs) and you see him let off this spell that begins uh this this shadow grows and appears in front of you sort of blocking the stairwell uh and it looks like sort of just this uh, <laughs> like scraggly haired, like emo shadow, just going, I'm very sad. <laughs> I'm so sad. I think I'm going to scream about it. I'm really sad though. Yorick, you would still have move. Uh, yeah, I'm going to say you still have movement. Um, you use your action to throw that spell, but you want to do anything else? Oh, okay. Okay. Um, okay. You I also got inspired by me. You do still, both of you still have a D6 of inspiration. I'm going to say for about three rounds because you use some of that time exploring the office. Okay. Um, With my movement, I am going to produce my 
quarter staff and put myself equidistant between the shadow monster and uh, the, the the mage Rainer. Okay. How how far apart are so, they? So uh, this they're about they're about forty feet, right? Because you guys ran towards. He's at the standing at the top of that stairwell. And about uh, 40 feet back where you came, the fog cloud is still up, but uh, that was where Raider's office door was. So he's like, he is standing kind of partway around the curve of this uh, of this floor of the tower. Okay. I am facing uh, to protect the rest of the party in okay. case anyone uh, is going to emerge from the fog cloud. So okay. basically I'm, I'm doing the rear guard action. Cool. All right. Uh, Galen, that's over to you. You burst out of this fog cloud and, uh, yeah, there is this like weird, sad looking, very emo shadow spawn in front of you. I'm very sad, but that was pretty cool how you like popped out of the fog, I guess. Uh, can I grapple? Can you grapple this thing? Like maybe I think like you a, can grapple this thing. Like a comforting kind of grapple, you know? Where uh, like, someone needs a hug. You totally can try to grapple this thing. That's what I do. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, you run up. Um, I will say, as you get to within f- uh, five feet, as you start trying to tackle it, um, uh-huh. so you're going to make an athletics check for me, uh, and this thing is going to see if it can break out. 13. Okay. 18. Oh, okay. man. So... I think what happens um, as you run in towards it, as you get up and you start like trying to lunge and tackle, it looks at you with a full force of all of its sad, emo, asymmetrical haircut and just goes, aren't you really sad for me too? And you in this moment just feel so sad. How could you possibly tackle this poor thing? Um, So your grapple misses. Uh, and you ha- you feel the weight of sorrow oh, right now. My own your heart. speed is reduced by twenty until the start of your next turn. What? Just the sheer soul-crushing emo sadness oh, of this man. thing. Yeah, I know it's really sad, isn't it? Yeah, thanks for I'm thanks for having sympathy. I that's a good idea. I feel you, man. Do you want to use a bonus action, Galen? Well, I guess if I was going to do any kind of bonus action. (laughs) (laughs) It'd be a really sad one. I'm just not feeling up for it right now. Bonus action mope. Bonus action, you just uh, have a really sad face. And (laughs) and your hair instinctively starts parting itself asymmetrically. Yeah, and I find a pen in my bag and I start filling in my fingernails with black (laughs) (laughs) amazing (laughs) uh rivulet (laughs) that's to you um i start whispering directly to the mage about how he's an egomaniac and nobody actually likes him or and he's a failure and he doesn't even create good illusions his mirror or window is terrible Hey, that's like, I worked really hard on that window. <laughs> we saw right through it. Worst, worst window ever. Yeah, of course you look through it. It's a window. Look, that that was so bad. It was basically unremarkable. I can't believe I'm even talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Uh, so you were casting Dissonant Whispers? Yeah. Okay. Uh, he is going to make a wisdom save. Do it then. That is a 
a dirty 20. He succeeds. He goes, okay, look, that's like pretty cool what you're doing with your voice there, but like, I know that my window illusion was really good. My dad told me he was super proud of me. (laughs) (laughs) So, Uh, nice try. Bonus action and or movement. Bonus actions. There you go. Um, I can do a starry form. You totally can. Yep. All right. Get all starry. Yeah. Uh, And attack. I'm going to choose archer because I get... um, Bonus thing yes. from it? Yeah, when you activate this form, you can make a ranged spell attack. Are you trying to hit Raider or are you trying to hit the Shadow Raider. Emo Boy? Okay. Yeah, totally. Um, 11. Uh, 11 does not hit. Uh, <laughs> you, so bad. Uh, you shift. Uh, I would say in this place, your form um, is much more silvery. Um, and, and almost like wispy or cloud-like, like it's, uh, I think when you are in the material plane, your form is like very, uh, galaxy and stars and blackness of space. And here it's got a much more, the silver tinge of the astral. And it's almost as if like, it, like your hair, especially sort of like feathery and wispy and waving out and like a little bit, a uh, little bit different than it usually is. Um, you do notice that, but, uh, you turn back and send a starry bolt flying and it goes wide and Ranger just goes, uh, okay, maybe instead of, like, criticizing my window, you should, like, aim better or She something. rolls her eyes really <laughs> indignantly. Anything else for you? I, can I do anything? You have movement, if um, you want. I, I would say right now, kind of as you come out of the clouds, uh, the shadow thing is probably 15 feet away from you, and then, like, behind you past the fog cloud is Raider. But it's mostly, you know, do you want to... I'm gonna um, nip into the clouds and hide. Okay. You duck back into the fog cloud, uh, and the rest of you see Rivulet disappear. Um, that is Alistair's turn. Um, he looks around and he goes, um, This sort of uh, went, as they say, um, tits up, I believe. Uh, well, um, and he pulls his short bow off of his back, and he's going to take a shot at Raider. Uh, no, that is an. Eight, eight plus, eight plus five for you, buddy. Not gonna do it. Um, um, well, that didn't work. Ah, yes, perhaps, um, he looks over and he just goes, you, I know your father, he's very disappointed. (gasps) Um, and he is going to use his insightful fighting. Let's see, okay. Uh, okay, terrible. Um, against his deception. Okay, so uh, remember that uh, Alistair rolls a 12, and this guy rolls a 21. It does not work. Um, Okay. Uh, I wanted to run away. I was was trying to get inside his head. It didn't quite work. Um, I don't know. Uh, And that is his turn. Okay, Raider, at the end of the initiative order, is going to... He, like, kind of moves around uh, toward closer to the edge of... um, There's, like, a railing, so no one just, like, falls into the center column, but he moves closer to the column so he has a little bit more of a view. And he looks at you, Rivlet, and he says, "Um, Okay, maybe you should just, like, redeco my office and redo that illusion spell, and while you're at it, uh, maybe you can just, like, hang out in my office and tell me what you're doing. I would like you to make a wisdom saving throw, please. 
Fifteen plus three. Nineteen. Cleanly, cleanly beats it. Uh, There's a moment, just a moment, you feel the magical power of this suggestion, and you're just like, I'm not going to do what this chump says. Uh, And the suggestion does not work. He goes, "Uh, that was like a really good idea. What's what's wrong? (laughs) Rivulet says, I don't take orders from lamos like you. Oh, burn. Sick burn. Sick teenager burn. Uh, uh, look, okay, that's that's like very hurtful. Um, and uh, it is the... Oh, do, do I get like a responsive attack because he engaged with me? No. No. Not <laughs> without a reaction probably, yeah. Um, okay, uh, sad boy, um, I don't like these people. And you see the shadow just goes... Uh, he's so annoying and I don't want to do anything, but I have to do what he says. Uh, and it lets out a very sad emo shriek. Everybody make a wisdom save, please. Wisdom save. Oh no. 16. 16. Oh no. I got a seven. Seven. Uh, what you're in good company. Of? You're in good company. Alistair rolls a oh, it's a ten, but still, if you it was below a fourteen, which I think is yeah. uh, so. Rivulet, Yorick, and Alistair. Suddenly, something about it is no longer just pathetic. It is scary as shit. So you are frightened. You can make the saving throw at the end of your turn again. Uh, just to remind you, uh, while you are frightened, you have disadvantage on attack rolls while you can see this creature and ability checks, uh, and you can't move closer to it. But I think that is all it gets to do on this turn. That is all it gets to do. Uh, it, it goes, uh, yeah, it's like really fucking scary, isn't it? I mean, uh, it's almost like um, it's almost as bad as like, you know, like real shadow stuff. <laughs> You're really uh, doing the shadow work there. It's <laughs> really trying. Um, so that is its turn. Yorick, back to the top of the round. It is you. Okay, great. I am uh, going to uh, assault this deep sadness with humor, and I will cast Tasha's Hideous Laughter on the um, mm. sad shadow. Mm. Okay, hell yeah. So the uh, DC is 14, wisdom 14. Okay, uh, it's got to roll pretty well. It rolls a 14. Oh. It has zero bonus, but oh. it is just enough. What do you say to the shadow? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, is, is, I feel like there's a tradition of it's a, true. a joke's yeah, gotta I'm happen. I gotta try to make a joke. Yeah. Um, let's see. Yeah. <laughs> uh, building on Rivulet's hilarious humor, I'll say, well, I think maybe if you want to be a little less sad, you should uh, spend some more time on your shadow work. I hear what you're doing and what you're saying, but like, I'm very in touch with my shadow, but like, <laughs> that was pretty good. <laughs> Love, hate to see those rolls. Ugh, totally. Um, it's just enough. Bonus action. And uh, at the end of your turn, a wisdom save. Okie doke. Oh, right. To see yeah. if I'm still scared. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, no bonus actions. Wisdom save is 
a 17. Succeeds. You are no longer frightened. You kind of realize just like, it's not actually scary. It's a bit pathetic. Right. It's just kind of sad. My joke, even though it didn't cause it to laugh hideously, uh, it, it still brought me back out of the terror. You know, I, I, I saved someone with humor. So I got Absolutely. that going for me. Galen, that is to you. You are not frightened. Yeah, uh, you did scary. try to you tried to grapple this thing when and uh, you do feel yeah uh, so it, it you it yes um, mechanically again your your speed has been reduced since you started within five feet of this creature uh, but otherwise it doesn't actually affect oh. your uh, your actions necessarily. Can I still do a smite? Hell yeah! I'm ready to smite. Yeah. Uh, well, so, uh, are you, there, there. uh, do you want to do just one of your, your divine smites or one of the special ones, if that makes sense? I think the thunderous smite is a okay. little more exciting. Okay. Cool. <laughs> I yeah. agree. Uh, thunderous smite. So, yeah, cast your thunderous smite and then, uh, make an attack with your scimitar. Oh, did I do that right? Just, just a d20? Or is uh, it, no. yeah. Plus, yeah. plus six. Okay, so I got a... Oh, it changed, but it was a five. So I had 11. Not going to hit, unfortunately. But uh, you are... Your Thunderous Smite stays because it is a, it's, uh, it's a concentration spell. So that, that sticks around. Your, your scimitar just like crackles with thunder and energy and like almost vibrates. And as you swing it, uh, the shadow just sort of slides out of the way, but your sword is still glowing and crackling with this energy and ready for the next time, perhaps. I kind of wanted to use my lucky. Go point. for it. I'm going uh, to use actually, luck. Actually, the other... Yeah, yeah, go for it. Do it. Wait, what were you going to say, though? I was going to say, uh, you you two also have your inspiration. Um, so you, you and Yorick still have a D6 that you can add to one of these rolls, if you'd like. Mm -hmm. oh, right. so, oh, it's only so, once? Yes. Yeah. Um, uh, you're lucky you can re-roll the D20, um, and the inspiration can just add to that roll. But yeah, I can't use just it. Add you, the inspiration as too late. I I would I think yeah fine, you you fine. said use your luck point so use I'm your luck point. I'm gonna use the luck point. Go for it. That's and my inspiration. A, that's, a, that's a ten. Oh, that's a ten. It's like a, a just D a six, six right now. Like a it does D it six. goes up as as like a levels D up. Like a All right, shut up. Like concentrating. Wow. <laughs> I got a 16. Right? Is it plus six or plus five? Uh, it is the D20 plus six uh, plus whatever the bonus is. What's the total? So 17. Hits. Yes. Definitely hit. Um, amazing. So, okay. So with your thunderous, uh, it needs to, it's going to make a strength saving throw and you're going to deal, uh, okay, 2d6 thunder damage, another d6 of your scimitar, plus four. So 3d6 plus four damage to this thing and we're going to see if it manages to make a strength save to resist. That's a six. So no then. It does not manage to resist. What'd you get? Nine. Nine. Very okay. Low. But... Uh, it also, uh, nine damage plus how far does it get knocked backwards when it fails? Uh, no, um, it's pushed 10 feet away from you and knocked prone. Um, so. Wow. That was a thunderous smite. That was a big smite. Yeah. What does it look like as you smack this thing? And also as you 
get lucky. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Well, it's one of those things like if you don't try too hard, then uh, everything comes together, right? So it's kind of lucky that I was uh, dragged down to this apathetic state of mind before casting my thunderous smite because that lackadaisical attitude actually facilitated a looseness in my spell casting, which has never before passed through my corporal reality. And uh, So you're saying you uh, got out of your own way? Yeah, I got out of my own way. <laughs> I looked like a natural doing it, you know? It was like super effortless. As you do this, there the rest of you, like your ears ring, a huge crack of thunder echoes through the entire tower. The uh, Galen's sword flares with divine light. The shadow just goes, oh, lame bro, ow. And like goes <laughs> flying back into the stairwell since it's blocking it, I'm going to say it takes a D10 of fall damage and starts going down the stairs prone. Yeah. Even better. Falling Uh, down the stairs. Falling down the stairs. Knocking them down the stairs. Can always win with that one. Nice. (laughs) Um, uh, It looks like bits of shadow stuff are like leeching off of it and it's getting sucked back into the shadows of the walls. Uh, It looks like that hurt a lot. Uh, Galen, you still have your movement. You would have 10 feet of movement if you want to do something with it. Because um, use your bonus maybe, action to cast the smite. Maybe go stand next to Riv- Rivulet. Uh, she's kind of ducked back into the fog. So you can go stand like where yeah. you saw her disappear. Okay. I go back into the fog. Great. Rivulet, that is to you. I'm manifesting a really bright gui- guiding bolt. Okay. Um, the entire fog cloud is starting to light up um, because it's reflecting the light that I'm creating. Mm, yeah. Um, and I am like the source of the light. Um, so also just a quick note about your fog cloud or other concentration spells. You yeah. can drop them at any point. There, That is explicitly like anything you're concentrating on doesn't need an action, needs nothing. If you're like, I want to be done with that spell, you can just stop it. Okay. So. Uh, but you are still in the fog cloud, and it is now lit up uh, with a guiding bolt. Um, and I'm going to send it towards our mage. You need to get to a point where you can see him to do that. Okay, I, I guess I step out of okay. my fog. Okay, so it's still it's still up, but you you pop I back emerge. out. You slide past Galen, who's, who's kind of there, like right next to you at the edge of the fog, um, and emerge. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I send off this guiding bolt of lightning or, oh, I don't know. Is it lightning? Uh, light. Light. Light's light. It's oh, oh, also bolt. you're, you're glowing at this point as well. Yeah. Cause you are in your starry form. You just have this. Yeah. I think, I think easy to find in the fog cloud. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, great. Uh, go ahead and roll that attack. 25. You, did you 20. crit? Fuck Yes. Amazing. After all those ones. Fucking dead. I know. It was time. It was time. Um, it was okay. that, lucky, that lucky relaxation. Is Was that one of your, uh, your like, bonus star map ones? No, it's no, just... No, it was, it was using a spell slot. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, and at first level. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, I, I may have just totally screwed myself like this but the way that i said we would do criticals was uh a max damage roll plus your normal 
So that means this is going to be a lot of dice, a lot of damage. Four d six plus twenty four. Yeah, a lot of damage. Sweet. All right, let's get some d sixes out. 12, oh, yeah. oh. 16, 18, that's um, 42. Yeah. Mental math <laughs> skills. Well done. You lean out. <laughs> you send this big bolt of divine light flying across the tower space. It blasts Raider like right in the chest. He goes flying back into his like, it I think blows him into his office door as he was kind of standing in front of it. Um, and he staggers back upright, like his, you know, this fancy sort of wizarding robe that he had is like torn. He's bleeding profusely, looks extremely hurt and just goes like, ow, man, that was fucking rude. You guys are the ones who broke into my office and stuff. The hell? Uh, looks very upset and very badly hurt. Okay. Um, as my bonus action. When things mm. go well, they go really well. <laughs> right? <laughs> um. I'm going to use my starry form archer and do another ranged attack. Reveal it. Yep. Coming with the damage. And I'm going to send out another luminous glowing light towards what was the... Uh, Raider. To Raider. Yes. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, fuck him up. That's <laughs> uh, a 12. That does not hit. I, my light just lightly strokes. Um, in this moment you look over uh as like the remnants of the guiding bolt have sort of like really messed stuff up you see this like glimmer of very finely made chain mail underneath the robe and some of it's just beginning to poke through Mm. do you want to move more say it took you like five or ten feet to get out of the clouds you have another 20 if you want (laughs) okay alistair very embarrassed by his last turn. She goes, oh, that was a wonderful shot. I, I'm going to do it exactly as you did. He, oh wait, actually, I'm sorry. I didn't do something I was supposed to. Um, 42. Mm-hmm. Yes. Can he even make that concentration? Uh, I will tell you that he needs to roll a 19 or a 20 to keep concentration on Sad Boy Shadow. Oh, good, good. I will roll in front of the table. Nope. No. (gasps) Does not do it. I'm glad I remembered. So as that bolt hits, um, you see he just like completely loses concentration. He stands back up red-faced and screaming and mad, yelling at you about the office door and stuff. As you look behind you down the stairs for a moment, and Galen's ears kind of like there, ready, you see the shadow just kind of like slowly pulling itself back up to its feet. It just goes, oh man, that's cool. I get to just like go chill now. Peace. And it's like all of its shadow stuff just disperses in a wave and heads back into um, the shadow. into the shadows of the stairwell. <laughs> <laughs> yes. The less corporeal shadows. <laughs> and that's why you always attack the main dude, man. <laughs> so true. Uh, Alistair, very impressed, is going to... Yeah, he's going to try to use his uh, his thing again. So he looks over and just goes, um, Remember that thing when I said your father was not impressed? Very not impressed. Like, really? That your window, I could see through it without even trying. Raider just goes... 
Uh, yeah, my dad said he loved it. Shut up. Much better for Alistair. That is a 26 for his insight. Oh I don't think Raider can do anything about deception in that case. Nope, that's a four. Um, not only do you guys 100% know that his dad really didn't like the illusion window, like he is just kind of coming apart at the seams. <laughs> Alistair is going to try to shoot him with another arrow. Does he hit? He does not. Off by one. You see he sends an arrow flying across the way. Uh, it just, like, sticks for a moment into the chainmail, and as Raider, like, rips it off, like, more of his robe is torn. You see more. It's like a full sort of oh. chain shirt uh, that glows a little bit and seems to be made of um, some very fancy metal. Alistair is going to duck into the fog cloud, uh, just, like, kind of quietly trying to stay not in your immediate glimmering pool. It is Raider's turn. Uh, he staggers up, like, picking himself back up off the ground, just like leans on the doorway for a second, looks back into his office and looks at you and just goes, oh, okay, like, I don't know what's going on, but just, you can have the office. Like, I, I'm just, I'm gonna go. Uh, this this sucks. You guys are terrible. I'm, I'm leaving. And he takes off heading the other direction for the stairway on the opposite side of the building. He gets a good jump. Uh, you see him get almost all the way to that stairwell in his turn. And as he starts going down the stairs, you see Alistair like leans out of the fog. It looks, just goes, oh shit, uh, quick. We, we should capture him. We, something, he, he knows something. We've got to follow him and begins tearing off after him. And as presumably, I'm going to say the three of you begin following uh, running through the fog cloud, which disperses, rivulets still glowing brightly in full star form, Galen's, like, sword crackling with magic, and the, the ring on Yorick's finger glowing and lighting up as you all plunge after him into a chase. That's where we're going to end for today. <laughs> fiendish dm fiendish i you know i well i have a whole thing worked up for it and i know we can't do it in nine minutes or whatever so all right uh we'll, we'll save it, it next time yeah amazing thank you all so much for for listening uh if you like what you hear you can support us on patreon patreon.com slash report uh, you can follow us on Instagram and TikTok at the Roll Report Cast. Hey, hey, follow me at uh, Al Fenna. That's A L L F is in Frankie N N E R. Al Fenna yeah. on the Instagram. Probably gonna be a clown series of clown classes. You could take with me, Fenna. With you, Fenna. Yeah. Uh, you can find my nerd content on Instagram at Ben underscore Rogue. Um, and you can find all sorts of weird pictures of my face. <laughs> <laughs> Give the people uh, what they want. <laughs> K-A-Y-A-N-E-Y-Y -Y at Instagram. Amazing. Uh, you can see my cats on Instagram at NoGoodCats. The cats that we keep talking to during the game uh, and running around. They really um, are delightful, delightful cats. They really are. And um, if you want to get squished um, by a dorky massage therapist, you can find me at kaiamazing.com. Oh. Get squished. There you go. That's, I feel like that's my favorite euphemism for getting a massage <laughs> I've heard in a long time. Fun squish. Get squished, bro. 
Squished um, in a good way. <laughs> squished in a really good way. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Follow these amazing humans. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok. Uh, support us on Patreon. That would be super cool. Uh, we would definitely appreciate it. And that it's, if you can, you know, if you are listening to the show, give, leave us a review. Give us five stars on whatever platform you're listening to and, and share, share it with a friend. Write us a nice review. Maybe I'll read it. It will be months behind when you actually posted it, no doubt, but maybe I will. Apparently it's how um, these things work. We all just rolled a really high charisma check. So <laughs> it was a nat 20 persuasion. So do it. <laughs> Were we right? Wait, what are we rolling? We got a three. That was a d12 anyway. It doesn't <laughs> that one doesn't <laughs> Amazing. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. And as we always do, a five, a six, a five, six, seven, eight. Ba-ba-ba-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-